Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long. And we can work that into our busy schedules, generally speaking, can't we? And being in God's Word every day, even for that short period, well, it keeps us focused on our relationship with God, and it helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Help people in your life tap into that strength that comes by being in God's Word on a consistent daily basis. Share these short studies with them, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But you may help somebody turn their life around spiritually. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're asking the question, who's really missing out in life? Is it the sinner who's taking part in all kinds of sinful practices that he thinks is bringing him pleasure and fulfillment and joy and happiness? Is he the one really who's enjoying all of that? Benefiting all the, all the or, or, or reaping all the benefits of that? As he looks at the faithful, dedicated Christian and says, boring, dull life. He's missing out on all the pleasures or so much of the pleasures and joys and happiness that life offers because he's not taking part in sexual promiscuity. He's not jumping from bed to bed or she's not jumping from bed to bed with whatever next sexual partner he or she can find. They're not getting drunk and losing control of their senses. They're not getting high on drugs and ultimately even becoming dependent upon them. They're not going to the wild parties. They're not putting themselves in all kinds of jeopardy by so doing. Is the Christian missing out? Is he the one who's missing out? No, it's the sinner who's missing out. He's just deluding himself because he's bought into the lies of the devil that sin is good, fulfilling, will we'll bring him happiness. Now, the sinner's the one missing out. Well, we've talked about that. We've looked at that in depth in various texts of Scripture. We've been bringing out some specific ways that the sinner is missing out. First, the sinner is missing out because he's without Christ. Now, a whole lot of people living in sinful lifestyles, taking part continually in sinful practices, they might get upset and even angry, maybe mad, outright mad, if you were to suggest that to them. But you see, when you're walking in sin, when you're living in sin, you're not walking with God. You're not living in Christ, in faithfulness. What did James say in James chapter 4? James chapter 4 in verse 7. He said, submit to God. Now, what does that mean to submit to God? Submit to God's will for your life. Walk with God in faithfulness. Submit to God. And then he goes on and says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then how do you do that? He goes on and says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. 
Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You see, we cannot walk with God and walk in sin on an ongoing basis at the same time. Sinful lifestyle cannot be a godly lifestyle. And so when James says, submit to God and resist the devil, see, if you're walking with God in faithfulness consistently, the devil has no room in your life. But the sinner, that's not his lifestyle. He's walking with the devil. He's walking with the devil. And so he's not walking with God. So the sinner, he's without Christ. The sinner is the one missing out because he's without citizenship in heaven, in the kingdom of God, because he's not walking with God. He's not living in Christ. He has not been forgiven of his sins. The sinner misses out because he's without promise. God, through Jesus, promises eternal life in heaven. But the sinner, he's not a partaker of that promise because he's not been forgiven of his sins. He's not living in godliness. He's not living by God's teachings. The sinner misses out because he's without real hope. We began looking at this last time. When we use the word hope in our common language, we're talking about, well, basically a wish or a desire. Some people, it's a wild, unrealistic desire or wish. But when we're reading about the hope that God offers us through Jesus Christ, that's a spiritual hope. And it's not a wild wish or desire or a dream, but rather it is the expectation of its fulfillment. That's real Christian hope, godly hope. And to be without that hope is to be hopeless. And what kind of measures do hopeless people resort to or fall into? Depression, forlorn, unhappiness, Why do you think people commit suicide on such a repetitive basis? Because they feel hopeless. They give up. But the Christian, no matter what might confront him, he knows that God is there watching over him. And that ultimately, even if he were to die physically in this world, maybe somebody do something heinous to him and take his life, he knows this is not the end. He has a home in heaven waiting for him. And so he has hope. He has hope. Well, I've told the story many times about an older man who had lived a worldly life for much of his earlier life. I believe he had been an alcoholic, and that had taken its toll on him physically, on his health. And he came to the point where he needed serious surgery. He had developed a a buddy who had lived a similar lifestyle earlier in his life, but both had also become Christians, and they were faithful, dedicated Christians by this time. And the buddy visited him while he was in the hospital getting ready for surgery, and he asked him, are you afraid? And the other man said, no. 
if the surgery is successful, and I think maybe the doctors were giving it a 50-50 chance at that point, he said, if it's successful, I'll be okay. If it's not successful, I'll go to be with the Lord, and that's okay. You see, that's the hope that the Christian has. It's not a wild, unrealistic dream or desire or wish. It is the reality of a promise from God that they can expect to be fulfilled because God does not lie. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. For the hope which is laid up for you, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, the gospel message of salvation that Jesus brought to mankind is a message of the ultimate hope. Hope of forgiveness, hope of salvation, hope of eternal life in heaven. Not a wild dream, not an unrealistic wish or desire, but the promise of God, that is our hope. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1, verses 5 through 27. In 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those who have died before you in Christ, friends, family members, fellow Christians, that you do not sorrow, even as others which have no hope. I've heard a number of different people who are Christians, faithful Christians, talk about how one of their loved ones died. In a couple of cases, I believe a father. In another case, I believe a husband. And they looked at them or thought about them as they had died. And they were sad because they said, you took too long you did not come to Christ. You did not become faithful. And the sense was, now you're dead and without hope. But the one who lives in Christ in faithful, consistent dedication and obedience, even facing physical death, has the ultimate of all hope, eternal life with him in heaven. 1 Timothy 1 in verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Jesus is our hope because he's our Savior. That's something we can grab onto and we can have absolute confidence in. And 1 John chapter 3 in verse 3, every man who has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Oh, don't you want that hope? Don't you know people who would love to have that hope, that assurance? Help them by leading them 
to Jesus Christ. Help them by sharing these studies with them. Let's pray. Father in heaven, please guide us to help others to see that they can have this ultimate hope from you through Jesus Christ. And not a wild wish, not an unrealistic dream, but the expectation of its fulfillment. Because you have promised, and you don't lie. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.